Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's me, Mish, your friendly Leguizamarama co-host. Uh, I just wanted to jump in at the start of this episode and give you all a warning that uh, the audio is not the best. Uh, We are currently recording stuff over Zoom, obviously, because we're still in lockdown, so we can't see each other face to face. And we have the brilliant Honor Wolf on for this episode. It is so, so funny. I love this episode, but the audio is not great. And we just want to kind of apologize for that. But you know what I'm not going to apologize for? Being a fucking funny bitch, which we all are in this episode. So no, the audio is not great. Um, we had a couple of little tech issues, uh, but you know, it's, it's still a really good app. Very funny. So enjoy the episode. I'm really sorry about the audio. We're coming out of lockdown soon. So fingers crossed you'll have a grade primo audio from here on out. Thanks so much. Hello, this is your spoiler warning. Uh, Missions X Leguizama Rama features a lot of discussion about Walking with Dinosaurs, the movie. So if you don't want to know what happened to the dinosaurs, well, uh, don't listen to this podcast because we give it all away. Um, spoiler warning for Walking with Dinosaurs, the movie in 3D. Peace. I hate the word. I Oh, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama. This is a podcast where each week myself and my friend have a chat about all the stuff that John Leguizamo has done. Um, seems to be a lot of voiceover stuff, and that's what we're tackling today. A bit of voice acting. Isn't that fun? Uh, my name is Mish. Uh, you might know me from being the voice of my year 10 uh, formal DVD. Um, I got to do the voiceovers uh, for the DVD uh, of my year 10 social. Uh, and I, that's the last time I've ever done voiceover work. Um, I'm joined as always by my friend, Zachary Thomas Ruane, who you might know from. Um, d- uh have uh, tr- once I was once go- well, you wouldn't know me from this, but once I was going to do the voiceover for a food delivery service. They wanted me to sing yeah. a song, um, and and then, uh, but then because of my availability, uh, I had to come in before they were meant to have a meeting, and then I stood in the sound booth uh, while they had an argument in front of me about how they wanted a professional singer <laughs> like Guy Sebastian, and this guy's not right, and why 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 did we bring him in before our meeting? Um, and oh then, my God. and then they said to me, well, no, 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 he can do it. Zach, do you reckon you can sing like, and I was like, well, I can give it a go. And then I was trying to sing well, even though at every step through the process, I'd told them I couldn't sing. And they said, that's fine. That's the joke. 
Um, and, you know, I'd done a little bit of singing in high school, but that was classical. I wasn't going to be able to sing like R&B pop style, mm. but I had a go anyway and they kept getting me to do it. And then um, from that moment on, I, I was like, if I ever, I'm going to stand my ground more when I do ads and stuff. And if they ever ask me to go, I'm going to say, well, I can't do that. But then, you know, I struggle as well with what's the balance between being assertive and, and being a rude diva. And that was a very cool story. Uh, we're joined <laughs> this week uh, because sometimes we need some assistance because uh, we're flailing, guys. Um, uh, we've joined this week by our very dear friend who, I, I know I say this about everyone, I you know do. I say this you about do. everyone, but is genuinely <laughs> oh. uh, one part of my favourite sketch yeah, comedy true. group in the world. That's fair to say. Like, Hilarious, funny. I'm a genuine fangirl, and yet she's still my friend. We're joined by Honor Wolf. Hey, Anna thank Wolf. you so much, Honor, for coming onto our podcast again. This is your second time. I know. I'm so excited. I'm. Um, thanks for bringing me back. Um, I feel like we had a bit of a tiff on the last podcast about like you inviting me over for dinner or whether or not that you were inviting me. Mm. Uh, um, it was an argument. It was probably the the biggest argument we've had in our friendship, but yeah. I'm glad that we've put that to bed and I'm glad I'm in bed with you guys now. So, um, yeah. scoot over. Um, <laughs> Zach, <laughs> Zach, put your, put your socks on. No, your feet are cold. Um, feels good. Feels good to be back. It's nice to have you back. I'm glad that you've put it to rest. I haven't. The reason you're here <laughs> is because I'm so mad. I'm still so mad can about I, that Mish, argument. That it, yeah. Mish, can you, um, just for any of those listeners at home and, and maybe co-hosts that don't remember all the details <laughs> of every podcast they've done because yep. they kind of show up, get on Zoom, talk about the movie they half watched and then leave. Mm-hmm. What's this um, beef uh, between <laughs> you and Anna and why should I care? <laughs> Um, for a hypothetical care. listener. Well, Zach, because you should care because mm. by the end of this recording, you have to choose between us. Okay. Yeah, so you, you to need between. to be invested. All right. So what's yeah. the end of this? What's the beef? What was the beef? Um, Just quickly. The beef was, the beef was, I think you guys were, were chatting about, you know, having each other over for dinner and I thought I was invited. Oh, that's um, right. And, that, and I then, was a part of this um, beef. I was so rude to you. You were a part of the beef. In fact, you were an integral part of it. Mm. And I just felt like I felt really left out. Yeah. Do you know, Anna? So this actually means a lot for you to have me back on the podcast because mm. I haven't actually spoken to you since that argument a couple of years ago. Anna, um, I don't <laughs> remember that, like the specifics of that argument, but I, without a word of a lie, I do remember the meeting I had with Mish after the podcast with you where we were like, I think we need to be nicer to our guests. This is true. <laughs> Let's go. So I'm pretty sure this happened back in recap days. Oh, yes. I think, mm, I think this happened back. So it was a while ago, but we're holding on. Yeah. Um, It was a while ago. And since then... We've had to, like, we've had serious conversations about how we're a bit rude to our guests. Um, we had another one after we had a chat with Ree Down and I think that we, like, I ended up calling Ree a dumb cunt or something like that. And Zach was like, you can't do that, No, babe. it wasn't a you can't do that. It was not a you can't do that. That frames it like I was like, whoa, well, no, it was both of us because we are quite rude to each other. Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of our, um, not so much our shtick as the fact that we're just both assholes. 
and um, yeah. and we let it slip sometimes. We drop the facade <laughs> from time to time. And it's like, but we can't put that energy. It was very much a shared thing, Mish. I, I've been horrible to guests as well. And, and I just want to say, you know, if you want to come to this little make-believe dinner that you're holding on to, on a sure, yeah. why not? <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, Anna, we've all been through quite a lot since that. That argument happened in 2019. So a lot has happened since then. And let's be honest. I like would what? God, don't make me start. <laughs> I would welcome as many people as possible into my lounge room once it's legal. So Okay, well, I'll think about coming um, and I appreciate that. Mm. I thought it would be funny sort of where I was going with my vibe was that I was going to be like polite to you but reluctantly and call it a little dinner and be a cunt to you. But um, I can't be bothered. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> dropping that bit. That would have um, been such a – like you would have had to hold on to that for the whole 45 whole, minutes. Yeah, yeah and, I just, and I just don't want to be rude. Honor is a, is a very exciting young comedian, um, you know, hot department, mm. uh, you, know, you know, hot on the heels of a meteoric mm. rise in my opinion and, and I don't want to be offside. I don't want to be mm. offside no. when, when you're um, big Hollywood power players. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's it. Can I just say – um, my TikTok algorithm consists right now, currently, only of uh, sexy cowboy TikTok. I've gotten Ooh. into this like erotic cowboy it's TikTok. Foul. It's foul. You keep it's foul. These foul videos. <laughs> and then uh, middle-aged women making pasta bakes for their mm. kids and hot department TikToks. Mm. Every time I'm happy. Yeah, go. I'm happy to be among the the greats. Yeah. So thank you for that. that <laughs> no feels, problems. That feels it feels good. It feels powerful, and I'm glad that you've got the right kind of algorithm. That's yeah. exactly the kind of algorithm a good person mm. a good person should have. Are you so, into TikTok? Oh yeah. Oh, I've lost years of my life. <laughs> it feels to TikTok. I I TikTok's not. I mean, I'm into TikTok. TikTok is not good for me. Mm. I don't know where I go for hours in the day <laughs> and I just fall down the rabbit it, hole. Of what's TikTok. your favourite corner of TikTok? Okay, so there's a mix. I, when I'm sad, I found this video of this woman um, talking quite softly to me oh and God. making a cup of tea. Just saying, ASMR! ASMR TikTok. Well, no, 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 because I don't. This wasn't specifically ASMR. This was just a woman speaking softly, not not like whispering though, but just being like, "Hey, Dal, how's it going? Oh, it's been a bit tough, hasn't it? Oh, I know. Does she have coloured hair? Yes, her. That's the woman who makes pasta bake. Ah, oh, <laughs> she was wonderful. I I sent it to my partner. He didn't really care about it. For oh. me, it felt so nice. She felt like a hockey mum. Or something that I was sleeping over at a house and she was just being nice to me and my parents were going through a divorce. Like it felt oh, so good. She is my favourite TikToker. She, you watch all her videos, she makes budget meals from Woolies and everything has roast chook in it and it's, she's great. She's great. She's like, oh, hello, sweetheart. Did you eat anything today? I made oh. you a cheese toasty. Here you go. Oh, Love She's her. Lovely. She, I, I really, I found her recently and she means a lot to me. Um, I also just like, you know, just funny TikToks or TikToks about, uh, about people doing horrible things. And then they like explain all of it or conspiracy theorist kind of TikToks, that kind of stuff. Mm. But celebrity conspiracy theorists, like not 
not just cons- not like the vaccine doesn't exist or mm. isn't real or whatever, but more just like, did you know that Leonardo DiCaprio wears noise cancelling headphones when he fucks people? And oh, um, yes. I know this that story. kind of stuff. That's and this is, is that the blonde lady that just says it what? with complete authority? Because there's this one woman that's just like, so this happens. Um, uh, there's been an anonymous post on a on a website that anyone the blind, can post. Up. Yeah, yeah. She's blind like, thing, yes. yes and that's she says it. it so factually. She's just like, yeah. without a doubt, this is <laughs> facts about these people. And you're like, oh. I think you might, you should, you, there's probably a, a, a frisson of conjecture there, lady. <laughs> also, uh, she's, I love it because I love fucking gossip. Gossip's great. I'm all into it. I'm trying to be less bitchy. I'm trying to be less mean, but I love gossip and I love yeah. gossiping with certain people. I also love watching um, Jordan's TikToks. Jordan, my friend Jordan Barr, she's a comedian. I love watching her TikToks because there was one time where she said something that wasn't true and then she had to go back and make an apology TikTok because it blew up because everyone was like, that's not true, whatever. What was it? I think it was about rain, about like if it's like a 70% chance of rain somewhere or it's like it means something else or something. It was completely infactual. She heard it from some other. She just Jordan spouts facts sometimes that she just hears from people. Like she has, doesn't yeah. fact check or anything like that. And then she had to make a whole um, TikTok just apologising to people and being like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, she's great. Watch her TikToks. Love and also an watching Hot Department TikToks. That's good because you can yeah. see, especially because we'll release a bunch in like a week because we mm. have motivation because it's the start of lockdown and then immediately we stop posting for like two months. So um, <laughs> I send them to everyone. I send uh, Hot Department TikToks to everyone I know. I sent one to my mum once. I've forgotten which one it was, but it was something fucked, but it was so funny. And she just wrote back about five hours later and it just said, lovely. It's <laughs> like... Oh, I think it was some. I think it was a video about Pat shelving something up his ass, oh, okay. and Mum was just right back. And she went, "That's lovely." <laughs> I um, I love nice, that mom. you send your mum and your other friends hot department, and you send me just gyrating cowboys. <laughs> it's so okay. That's honestly, so sexy cowboy TikTok is the most fascinating corner of TikTok I've ever seen in my life. It's a, they're all Republicans, oh. <laughs> like, but they're all it's it's uber homoerotic, mm. and it's just these topless beefcakes gyrating to songs like to remixed country songs, and it's just so funny. The best oh. comment I've ever seen under the sorts of videos you send me, which I think is really wonderful, is like because there was a video where someone was sharing, like there was this guy doing like a. Um, don't worry, girl, I'll dance with you. And he was, like, dancing. And, um, and and there was all these comments like, oh, wow, I wish more men danced like you. And then this guy was like, this, like he's like, can we just talk about these, like, videos of men doing, like, what they think. What, what, Women the best want. comment I saw yeah. was... Um, I was like, it was like, I think I love that they think this is what the female gaze is. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just oh phenomenal. my god, I love, I love those TikToks so much. All the acting ones, like the acting oh. ones, where oh there's like this god. little like twink blonde straight boy who's just like he's not, he's just like um, barely moving his lips to like say the lines, and it doesn't mm. make sense. And and then you're supposed to say the other lines, and then. 
and then like there's a song that plays at the end and it's just so ridiculous and bad and I yeah. I love it I love it so much because it just exposes what yeah exactly what they think the opposite sex wants or someone that they want to fuck once and it's just um it's just it's it's so beautiful I love it so much it's <laughs> the series being of, um, so vulnerable <laughs> the funny. ones where it's like what would you do if the lift opened and we were in there and it's an elevator and it opens there's just these four like topless twinks just yeah. like licking their lips and looking you up and down and it's just like that I would just be like, hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> or I'd just get in and not really look at them or speak to them. But it's just that concept of like, I reckon a lot of girls would come if they oh, saw yes. this. <laughs> like, I, think, I think the girls would come. My favourite thing, my favourite thing is when there's multiple men in these videos, the discussion that must have happened mm. to make that video, like why don't we all go into a lift topless and like when the the lift doors open we act really horny at whoever's there and then they all agreed like there was a point where they all went yeah that's fucking sick mate like you're on it Jason that's a real good idea it sounds like Fuck. the beginning of a circle jerk at like a sleepover yes. you know what I mean it sounds like the beginning being like why don't we all just get up I don't know, get our cocks out and, like, just, like, measure them. I don't know. And, like, hey, hey, Jay, sit next to me. Oh, yeah, your cock's pretty big. Oh, fuck, you got a tiny cock. Oh, don't touch my cock. And then it's, like, oh, fuck, we should watch some porn. Oh, fuck, look at the way I masturbate. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it just goes really quiet and then everyone's just jacking off in front of each other. Okay, this is a specific porn that I watch sometimes and I love it because it feels real to me. I love the idea of straight boys in quotation marks just like getting into a situation where they can mutually mm. masturbate, and that's what those yeah. TikToks remind me of. Oh, very oh, 100%. much so. And I love, I just lo- also love the layer of like, I, I don't know a lot about women. You know what I mean, little old me. I don't know a lot about women, but I, I just from the little amount I know, I don't think they love the idea of getting into an elevator with a group of hypersexualized men. Like, it's like, oh no. yeah, great job, on in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I also yes. Love- a running, a running leap into that little mosh pit. I love, like- yeah, yeah. What's going on? I also love the idea. <laughs> Of like, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about male gaze and what, yeah, men think that women want. And I also just love that um, everyone thinks that all women, the epitome of like a perfect man is uh, Ryan Reynolds. Like yeah. that's what they all think. They're all like, everyone wants Ryan Reynolds. And all these men are like, oh, fuck, he's just the perfect dude, isn't he? Like, oh, he's so hot. He's so muscly. And it's just so funny because it's just like, I mean, right? Look, look. If I met Ryan Reynolds, I'd probably fuck him. Like, you know what I mean? I would. Yeah. But that's be- you know for many reasons. But he's definitely not the epitome of like sexual, uh, sensual. Like, I want to fuck this guy kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just there's definitely an element where it's just like, just admit you want to fuck Ryan Reynolds, man. Like, exactly. It's okay. You want to fuck Ryan Reynolds, or even even maybe you don't want to fuck Ryan Reynolds, but you think. If you were to fuck a man, Ryan Reynolds would be the man you would fuck. Like, that's fine. But it's like, I reckon chicks want to fuck. I would love to, I would love to look like Ryan Reynolds. No, you wouldn't. You're happy to look like however you look and then fuck him. You want to do kisses with him. That's fine. (laughs) You want to know what the skin on his back feels like under your hands. You (laughs) you you want to hang out with him and you want to have his arm around you. 
um, sitting yeah. next to you and then you're both like, hey, we should watch some porn. And then we're like, hey, yeah, fuck, this porn's weird. How big's your cock? And then he pulls out his giant cock and then you pull out your medium cock and then he's like, hey, your cock's, you know, I like the shape of it. And it's like, hey, uh, ha, ha, fuck off. And then you start just slowly mutually masturbating and then you, earn up, you turn up on my For You page of porn. So there you go. Love that. Love that. And Honor is thankful for it. Thank I'm, you. I'm thankful for all you closeted bisexual men to get into situations <laughs> where you circle jerk. It really turns me on, just like lesbian porn does. So thank you to everyone for fucking each other and for being ashamed about it because it turns me on. It turns Jesus me on so Christ. much. I love it. I love my favourite type of porn is two people being like, oh, now nah, like we're just having a sleepover and then you end up fucking each other. So thank you to everyone who's participated in that and made my dreams a reality. That is such an insight. I used to do it with Alex. I used to be like, hey, I used to be like, hey, let's just pretend. I, I did so many like role play shit with Alex. Once I was like, you just sit really still in a chair and just pretend you're a mannequin and I'm going to fuck you. Did then, he do that for you? Yeah, he fucking did. Alex loves me. He's the best. He's the best guy. Um, I love him. And, and I remember it used to be like, and he's like, why can't we just have sex normally? But I was like, also like, hey, <laughs> let's pretend we're just two friends at a, um, at a, like, at a sleepover. And we, like, it's a party and we have to sleep in the same bed. And then let's slowly have sex. But we need to be, and he's also an actor. So I'm like, we need to be really committed to these characters. And it's very attractive and it turns me on. So there you go. I fucking love your relationship so much. Yeah. It's so it's, much. It's pretty solid. Uh, I, I like him. And I like you too. And I like Ryan Reynolds. I, and I would fuck him, but it's not like he's top of my list. Yeah, no, I get that. I totally I don't, get yeah, that. I get it. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I, um, I, do you know my favourite TikTok? There's a particular guy. I don't know if you guys have seen him. He's like a... a Art high, he's a high school art teacher from America and he does stitches with artists where artists are like, hey, tell me what you think of my art. And he's like, I love your line work. Really good. Maybe consider um, blocking out more colours before you start. And they're like, thank you. And, like, that's his whole channel. It's just, like, gentle, kindly advice to artists. And it's so – it's my – like, it's – that's my, like – weird lady that makes mug cakes with the purple hair that you were talking about. <laughs> it's wholesome um, and it's nice and you care about these people and mm. it feels it feels good and it feels like it's without, like there's no consequence to that TikTok, you know what I mean, except no. like it's, it's a positive, it's really positive. So but then Zach, there's that's a an man, insight to you and your growth. <laughs> but there's a man that does like the, the reason why I thought of him was because there's a man that does it for those acting videos that you're talking about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where he's yeah. like, Really good. Maybe um, try to find uh, more more of your action or your truth rather than playing to the emotions. Also, the fact that you're lip syncing to Rachel McAdams tw- twenty years ago makes it hard to really see who you are as an actor. They're also very very odd. People, the the acting scene TikToks oh, where you're weird. just lip syncing to what. To a scene from a film, it's very strange. 
It makes me mad too, but it also makes me sad because I'm like, you're all, either you didn't get into acting school or you all did and we're in a pandemic and you want to get famous and TikTok's a thing and if you're hot and you can lip sync, you feel like you're showing how good of, I want to, maybe I'll be a person that responds to these TikToks, but I'm just really mean to them. I'm like, oh, how's drama school going? Doesn't look like it's going good. Oh, you're lip syncing? That's a fucking acting. Let me show you acting. And then I'll, I don't know, scream. I've been wanting to do stitches with those scenes for ages. Yeah. Yeah. I want to recreate them. But just and not and not like it's kind of taking the piss, but purely because I'm doing them to take them do it as earnestly as possible. But just me in my tracksuit in my apartment with my dog, <laughs> just earnestly trying to create. And I pro- I swear, all the little fuckheads are like, "That's so good," and you're amazing. <laughs> Would come onto mine and be like, "Fat fucking bitch." You know? <laughs> You're disgusting. Get off TikTok, you fat fuck. <laughs> That's what I want. I love the negging, awful comments that I get on TikTok sometimes. Mm. I fucking love it. And I also love the conversations about, like, I had a really good one that was about, like, white feminism, which was kind of ended up being not a good TikTok because then I used um, uh, American-African vernacular within it, which because I was dumb enough to think that that was just, like, TikTok language. Because I was like, white feminist be like. And then I did this whole thing. And then this person ended up messaging me being like, okay, you're being like a hypocrite. And I was like, oh, my God, I so am. And then I took it down. But um, anyway, but then it was really interesting because everyone was being like, fuck you. Like, you're not a feminist. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, to do with this, like, white feminist thing. And then we had this really nice um, discourse about intersectional feminism. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know what that was. And then they're like, oh, I feel educated now. Oh, thanks so much. I'll see you later. Anyway, it's beautiful. But then I also love, I love incels being like, who'd want to fuck you? (laughs) Like, it's uh, great. I love them. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe. uh, There's nothing like a 13-year-old being definitive in their morals. That's the thing that TikTok is, is just like, no, this is wrong and this is right. And it's like, oh, okay, you are 12, maybe just (laughs) give it a couple of years. They're like, I'm going to cancel you because you're wrong. And it's just like, oh, you don't even, you have, like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just wait and see what you think, what you think. Uh, Like, wait until you've done year nine before you know what you think. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I I could genuinely talk about TikTok forever, yeah, right. but I am actually quite excited to talk about this film a bit. Mm. So, like, and I and and I'm just going to say it straight out. There've been a couple of weeks in the last few podcasts that we've done where I haven't been that excited to talk about the the film. I'm mm-hmm. actually a bit excited this week. So, do you reckon we could launch and just do the blurb, and then we can go back to talking about the porn honor watches and thirteen uh-huh. year olds' moral standings? No, I think I think this is probably a good time to leave the TikTok conversation. <laughs> 
to be fair, um, yeah. Anna talking about asking her partner to be a mannequin while she fucks him might have been the time to leave. Like, that was when I was like, surely we have to we have to move on now. Surely like, anything that's... else is a, is a backward step from this yeah. over share. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, goodness Give it a me. go. Sh- shall Fun. I read the blurb? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, walking with... Di- no, sh- no shade. No king shaming from me. Please don't cancel me, TikTok 13-year-olds. <laughs> I'm not king shaming, Anna. Um, <clears throat> walking with Dinosaurs, the movie, is a 2013 3D live-action CGI hybrid family film based on the 1999 BBC miniseries of the same name. With a budget of $80 million US dollars, it is one of the largest independent productions of all time. Except for a little bit at the start and the end, which is set about eight years ago, the film is largely set 70 million years ago. It tells the story of Patchy, a Patchy Rhinosaurus voiced by Drew Barrymore's ex, as he has various little adventures during the annual migration of all the Pachyrhinosauruses. John Leguizamo plays Alex, a talking bird with the ability to quantum leap into the mind of any of his ancestors. He serves as both a character, a bridge between both time periods, think Julianne Moore in the hours, and most importantly, as a narrator. Fun fact, this film was originally intended to not have any character voices or narration, but was later added at the insistence of executives at 20th Century Fox after an early screening. Why do I know this fun fact? Because I googled it. Why did I google it? Because it's a bit weird the way the characters talk, (laughs) but also growl and their mouths don't move. That's it. (laughs) That's very good. Very good. Um... So I, what I found most interesting about this film is that I thought it was going to be, and the way they set it up was I thought this was going to be like a super highly educational film for kids about the prehistoric, prehistoric era and dinosaurs and all of that. And I was like, this is going to be sick. Um, and there was a little bit of it, like every once in a while they do a profile of a dinosaur, but mostly it was just like a very strange love story. <laughs> Between two Pachiosauruses um, and also like a kind of adventure story between two Pachiosauruses uh, fighting to lead their herd. It wasn't – I don't feel like I learnt much it's, about dinosaurs. It's Pachiosaurus, right? So I yes, don't think probably. you did learn much, Mish, about pa- – And is it Pachia – is it Pachri- <laughs> pac- like rhino- pac- Rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. Pachyrhinosaur. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I, they're too complicated. I don't understand. No, I think I think that shows how educational the film was because <laughs> you get so sidetracked with Patchy and his um, juniper, the sexy yeah. uh, female fucking dinosaur. Yeah, that whose who's sca- who's skin was slightly smoother than all the others. Yeah, she, she, like essentially the way they made this Pachyosaurus or whatever look sexy was by making her a slightly more golden tone mm. and super smooth. And they didn't give her tits, <laughs> but it was very much like imagine her with some titties. Imagine her with some tits and listen to how sexy her voice was. 
it was yeah. like, oh, Patchy, what's going on? Or whatever. It's so soft. Yeah. Even in really, like, horrific situations, very yeah. smooth, sexy little baby voice. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah, it was fucked. Um, but, like, I will say I, I found the film to be entertaining. Um, but then when I read some reviews of it after I watched it, it got slammed. Mm. It got absolutely slammed. Well, we've and got I to realise this was a pre-John Favreau's The Lion King, live-action mm. Lion King world. I mean, we weren't ready for realistic-looking CGI things with not unmoving faces but also celebrity voices. And now, yeah. thanks to John Favreau, he's changed the our way. <laughs> It's such a weird little <laughs> film, though. I thought it was, it was so odd. <laughs> yeah, it was odd. Odd is right. Although, like, visually beautiful. Like, if you'd watched that at an IMAX, sweet Jesus, that would have been incredible. Imagine it without the voiceover. Like, that's Amazing. the other thing. Like, the, the voiceover is literally, like, I looked it up about halfway through because I was like, this is weird and it feels like all the storytelling. And then once I learnt that fact, there's literally scenes where they're, like, like they're fighting and then, like, it's like, and they're just animals, right? They're just these animals and, like, it's like, raw and they're fighting. And then, like, there's this one bit at the end where, like, his brother gets gets, like, put down and now he's the leader of the of the like pack and he like growls at his brother and it's all like visual storytelling but then they just add a line like hey i'm sorry bro and then he's like raw which is clearly in it originally and he's like well i deserved that yeah (laughs) (laughs) they've just added these like well i deserve that he's like it's all right bro but i am the leader of the pack now and like that was it's so strange. It's like that scene where um where Patchy loses Juniper in a, a sea of other Pachyosauruses or whatever they're called, and it's very clear that he's looking for his herd. Like he's looking around, he can't, and then he sees him, and there's like a, a, a dinosaur-like elation, and he whatever. But the looking is just him being like, I can't find Juniper. Where's, where's Juniper? Is she over here? Oh, maybe maybe I left her down there. She's not there. And then when then you hear her go, Packy, <laughs> like sexy Juniper's like, Patchy, we're over here. Juniper, is that you? It is her. I'm coming. I'm so happy. <laughs> There's even like bits in it that feel like like joke like joke voiceover movies, you know, like your kung fu, kung fu and like mm-hmm. into the fist. Because there's like these bits in it where it's like like exactly the bit you're talking about, where he's like, "Hey, Juniper, Juniper, fine, everyone, ignore me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they back engineer why they're not looking at him talking. Yeah, very odd. <laughs> it was a um, weird film. It felt like. Did you ever have like um? an Apple computer, and there was that game where you could be these, like, dinosaurs in it, like a flying dinosaur. And I don't know, if anyone who listens to that play that game, that was, like, the only game I was allowed to play as a kid, so it, it, it brings a lot. But it feels like, yeah, I just did a voiceover for that when I was, like, high on... on I was going to say Coke, but I meant um, high on, like, Coca-Cola, <laughs> like, as a kid, like, um, just being like, oh, like, it felt like... It felt like me and my sister playing with, like, whatever we could find in the backseat of the car, like a hair tie and a fork, and then creating, like, a whole story 
based around that. I'm, it, I'm um, really big on Little Honor being high on coke, though. Oh Just like, God. hey, man, how you going? Do you want to, maybe we should go find the rest of the pack. Like, I think that would be a sick <laughs> idea, man. I was gonna, you know, I made, I made 200K last year. Uh, I made 200K cash. That's not even talking about the increase in value of my assets, man. Just <laughs> 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 All right, fuck it, man. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fucking get on. <laughs> That would have been a very entertaining film. That would have been. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I think the um the element as well of, oh, my God, it was funny. The top of the film and the bottom of the film, which is this uncle that's taking his kids. So basically the story is most definitely about this dinosaur love thing, right? But I don't know why they added this. But at the top of the film... There's just some uncle whose name is something Urban. Played by Carl Urban. uh, Carl Urban. A New Zealand actor. (laughs) Sexy New Zealand actor. Carl Urban is taking his niece and nephew. He's a paleontologist and he's taking his niece and nephew to work, I suppose. And the, and the nephew, who's like a preteen little cunt, is just like, I don't want to be doing this. I wish I was like on summer camp with my friends. And he's just like, you might learn something, man. It was just so weird. And then um, the, little, the little shit gets out of the car. He's like, this is bullshit. And then he sees a crow that's voiced by John Leguizamo, who's like, hey, guys, <laughs> hold on a second. Um, don't. Don't just don't throw your uncle out with the bloody bathwater at the moment. I'm going to tell you a, a little story about where this dinosaur tooth came from. And then he turns into this weird prehistoric bird and then this, then we enter the dinosaur. It was completely unnecessary. But also, also, the story of where that dinosaur tooth came from could have been told much shorter, but instead he had to, like, well, there was this little fucking cunt that was born and this is the life he led until he punched this other dinosaur in the face and the dinosaur lost its tooth. But this okay, is the thing, saying? like, when you realise that they added the voiceover later, including John Leguizamo's voice, what it was meant to be originally was a framing device where a New Zealander, a British kid and an Australian kid all played an American <laughs> family, <laughs> which we could talk about. And then they go around going, hey there, I'm from America. And they go... <laughs> What it was going to be was this kid going, I don't really care about dinosaurs. I'm going to go off and walk. He sees a bird. The bird says nothing. It's just a bird. And then the bird, and then we go back in time and see where that bird came from, where that tooth came from. And then it's all silent. It's all like that bear movie from the 80s. You know, it's like a like an animal. Oh, I loved that movie. That's what they were going for. And that's a cool movie. And it's all just like it's told visually. And it's all these animals like... There's none of the voiceover. It's all visual. And then it comes back and it's like, wow, what an amazing story this one tooth has. That's a great film. That's actually a great kid's film. And, like, mm. the framing device makes sense. The bird going back. and But then they're like, no, that bird is the same bird as 80 million years ago. And also, like, it's such a strange And also, Hollywood it doesn't choice. turn back into the crow at the end. Because, you know, it's a crow turns into that bird and then that bird comes back at the end. It doesn't turn back into the crow. But in saying all this, look, I'm with Mish in terms of I found this film so entertaining. I don't know what it was. I think it was the mix of all the different things that didn't make sense, the, the like, mm. 14 different storylines that were mushed together. The I was I was in the world of these dinosaurs, like, moving around and, and speaking out of their butts or, like, this voice and, like, not knowing where the noise was coming from. 
I was I was intrigued of, of, about Little Patchy and John Leguizamo's um, jokes. I literally laughed out loud with, like when he was like, yeah. "Life gives you lemons." Uh, and then he said something, I don't know, but it made me fucking laugh. And there was another thing, <laughs> him calling himself the protagonist. I was, it was, there was a few things that I was like, fuck, that delivery is so good and yeah. so funny. And, and I, I think because I came into this film literally having no idea what the fuck it was and it was, I started watching this at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning it was like the perfect <laughs> breakfast movie to watch. It was just like yeah. this morning, I'm watching cheese I TV. Love this. this feels fucking good. I don't know what's going on. I care about Patchy and that sexy baby dinosaur. And I and the brothers are like, oh doofus. Like I was just, it really felt like I was watching a cartoon. I didn't learn anything. And it was so yeah. weird when the film would just stop and talk about a dinosaur with like text that you would see at like a like, you know, in high school when you watch, you know, movies about dinosaurs it just it was really it was really entertaining i fucking loved it i was like this yeah. is like morning <laughs> love TV. this enthusiasm on love this yeah that's so great um i would say that like honestly i didn't find it educational at all i feel like they really only half committed to that weird dinosaur profile thing i learned more about dinosaurs from jurassic park for sure mm. um but I was thoroughly entertained. It's a, it was fucking odd. It was really odd. I will say I don't think I'd ever watch it again. No. But I would I would recommend people to. I would I'd be like, yeah, watch it. I'd, I'd put sure. it in front of a kid to like make it look at yeah. stuff. I think you like it, dinosaurs, yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it was just a lot of color and mm-hmm. a lot of funny voices, and um, you don't really like. As soon as you, it, it reminded me of like films with like dogs. Like, you know, cats and dogs or whatever, and they had to... It was like, a little bit Milo that. and Otis as well, wasn't it? Like, it was yeah. very Milo. Hey, what are you doing in there? <laughs> How good is Milo and Otis? Hey, what's going on over there? Uh, yeah, Milo and Otis is very much that energy as well, is it? Hey, what are you doing, cat? Did Milo and Otis yeah. have voiceover? It did, didn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. He, he sang a song. It's like, here comes the pug. Strong and brave. Yeah, they had voiceovers. I used you, to love that movie. Do you know what I reckon I would have preferred? This is just me being like, I mean, I get why you need voices. Like I, I, an $80 million dinosaur movie um, where it's just silent dinosaurs <laughs> walking around. Sounds very beautiful, but it's it's a little IMAX. So I, I don't think the, uh, the 20th Century Fox people were wrong. But I reckon it would have been better if it was just John Leguizamo. So he was the bridge. He was the narrator. The dinosaurs didn't talk. They just growled. And he just sort of like peppered some jokes in there for the kids to kind of bind it all together. That, I think, would have been the, like, compromise. Maybe like, that's what it was. And then they, like, so maybe they tried that next. And then they're like, yeah. nah, let's hire some nah. more actors. Quick. Get Justin Long. Yeah. Oh, you didn't say you <laughs> had Justin Long on speed dial. Voice is that, of course. Yeah. It was Justin Long, who was Drew Barrymore's ex-boyfriend, and she famously or infamously said that he is the worst kisser she's ever had. Wow. Yeah. Isn't wow. that crazy? Um, yeah. Also, uh, Angori Rice as the child of Carl Urban. Angori Rice from <laughs> Ladies in Black. <laughs> oh my a god! Funny fact, yeah. Yeah, I'm just Fuck looking yeah. at the cast right now. I only know I only knew John Leguizamo and uh, fucking Justin Long. They were the only two names I knew from this film. Also, Justin John Leguizamo's bird a bit that like poo when that other guy when they were fighting. I was like, this is funny stuff. I was like, his deliveries mm. of his lines 
so good. I was invested in that bird. Very, very oh, funny. There was, that, there was that really funny bit where he was like, um, wait, I've got some really, really important advice for you. The advice I have is, ooh, a bug. What was I saying? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> that was very funny. My, that's, com- that's funny. Funny's my funny. My favourite bit in the whole movie is when um, they get attacked by the omnivore, like, emu dinosaurs and, like, mm. they had a really long name. Um, uh, like, I can't remember what they're called. They're called, like, they were, like, the longest name. Like, they were, Rocker, like... Rocker, or something. It was, like, yeah. It was something weird. like that, right? And yeah. then the joke was, so they were attacked, and then he was, like, what are these? And she's, like, they're the Cockerachromosauruses. And he's, like, Cockerachromosauruses. Cockerachromosauruses. Oh man, um, that's too long. I'm just gonna call it. Why? Why do they all have real? Why do we all have really long names? I'm just calling them long neckies or whatever. And I was just like, and my first thought was like, isn't it lucky when they translated this film into English from dinosaur that dinosaurs also give themselves long names in the way that we gave them long names, or else that scene wouldn't have worked at all. Because like, those things would. <laughs> Surely in the original he wasn't referring to the Latin scientific name given to that dinosaur in the 1950s. Surely he's referring to it as a contemporary name that they give it. But lucky their name was too long as well. That's my thought. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it's just I can't get past when like, they, do, they do it all the time in Ice Age and it's such a like nerdy boy thing to have a problem with. But it's like, they didn't have that name. We gave their fossils that name. And he's like, it's too long of a name. And it's like, well, they didn't have that name. <laughs> that was my problem and I got mad at the um, movie for that. Here's a tiny little fun fact. Uh, one of the director's names is Barry Cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Barry Cook also had a hand in directing Mulan. Yes. Uh, the, the animated Mulan, which is my second favourite Disney film. What's your most favourite? Uh, Hercules. Great. Meg Great. is pretty sexy in Hercules. M- Meg is my favourite of the Disney women's. What's your favourite, Honor? Okay, so I think... Oh, great, wow. Um, okay. Purely it's, I think... Okay, so I think I've got different movies for different reasons. I love Snow White, which is weird, but it's because I watched it when I was younger and the colours just really, they made me feel so good. And when she's on this hill picking flowers, I found that so satisfying and I keep imagining that every time I go for walks. Like I, Pat and I were talking about this the other day. If we could freeze time so we couldn't embarrass ourselves, we definitely still play like fairies or like wood witches or something like that. You know what I mean? If you could like <laughs> yeah. freeze time around the Yarra and stop any old women from judging you or young children or just feeling embarrassed in general, we totally still play make-believe kind of games. I was playing games. Of course. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fucking fun. But um, so I loved Snow White for that and also the fact that they cleaned that, um, uh, the dwarves' house up. That was like a really mm. satisfying scene. Also the witch was terrifying. But I loved Lion King, obviously, because it's fucking great, classic. Mm. But then I love this other Disney. It wasn't a Disney film. It was a break-off Disney um, film, two different films, actually. So The Swan Princess. Has anyone yep. seen The Swan Princess? Yes, of course, fucking yes. classic. I love classic. that film. John Cleese is in it. It's great. Fucking so good. Also, The Brave Little Toaster. Wow. Pet scary film. Scary. When they're um, in the junkyard 
Yeah. They're in the junkyard and it's like, I just, I just, I just can't seem to get started. And there's like all the cars are singing their sad mm. song. Great, great kind of 80s synth um, mm. music within that. I love the idea of like appliances having consciousness. It was like before <laughs> Toy Story. And so, and that, yeah. but it fucked me up because then I thought if I threw away anything, like my toothbrush or like an old radio or something that they, mm. I was actually throwing away like a being. So um, that fucked me yeah. up for a while. So I understand. Have you watched it? Those Zach? are good. Sh- I've never heard of this film in my life. You should life. watch the Brave Little Toaster. It is such a good film. Watch it. There's I'm a doing, dream. There's a dream sequence in that film that's really scary as well. I'm doing like a little like uh, you know I did a really quick and I'm gonna own it. I think a lot of people on podcasts are like do the quick Wikipedia and they're like, oh, yeah, The Brave Little Toaster. Wasn't that bought by Disney in 1982? (laughs) 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 I'm just doing the quick little read now. Fascinating movie. Fascinating. Like, I've never heard of this film in my life. I love those movies that, like, just because you happen to have the VHS, you know? Exactly. Oh, yeah. There was one. No one's ever heard. Oh, my God. I've never asked either of you this. But I'll ask you now, that exact thing that um, Zach just said about you had the DVD or you had the VHS, there was a movie that had Christina Ritchie and Anna, last name I can't pronounce from My Girl. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And it was called The Secret of Bear Mountain. Okay. Or or Gold Diggers, The Secret of Bear Mountain or something like that. (laughs) It's evoking memories for me. Like I feel... Look it up. Look it up if you can. It was... Uh, what was it? It was I think it was called Gold Diggers or something like that. And then the tagline was Gold the secret diggers. of Bear. Yeah, and the, and the tagline was like the secret of Bear Mountain. And we must have had it on VHS, or we could rent it from the library mm. because I used to rent movies from the library when I was a kid because it was free. Um, and wow. I used to rent it all the time, and I was obsessed with it. And no one has ever heard of that movie before. Um, Have you found it, Zach? Uh, no, uh, I was just going to pretend to. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it's Chlumsley, Chlumsley for yeah. yeah, the gold diggers, the secret of Bear Mountain. Yeah, I know it. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, that looks amazing. I love oh. a title and a subtitle. A, si- a title and like a, a long subtitle to me mm. is like the ultimate that that the ultimate like studio interference of like I reckon yeah. it was called <laughs> the secret of Bear Mountain, and they're like. Mm. Could we maybe call it Gold Diggers? And they're like, all right, here's my compromise. Gold Diggers hyphen the secret of Bear Mountain. (laughs) Yep, that sounds good. Um, Honestly, to our listeners, if you've watched that movie, feel free to hit me up in the DMs because I would love to chat about it because I swear my sister and I are the only people who have ever seen it. Jack, is your your favourite Disney movie The Lion King? Yeah, yeah. And then second is Hercules. My, um, my... One, my one in the like don't remember it thing is mm. um, I think Macaulay Culkin was in it. And it's I know a, it. I know it. We've talked about it before. Is it the Keep one going, with sorry. the animated books? It's called The Page Master. The Page Master. And we have talked about it before. Yeah, that's my one. <laughs> that and um, the one, the one where um, about the, about the, the camp that the kids go to lose weight and Ben Stiller is the Yeah, guy. what was that film? Those are the two ones. We talk about it too much. Yeah, some sort of weird <laughs> some sort of weird fat phobic. Well, no, ben I think Stiller the idea film. was was like they go to this fat camp and like they but it was very of that era where it was like if the ending is nice, you can do as much fat phobic stuff up until <laughs> the ending. 
Uh, but it was about a fat camp and it was the idea that they go and they just feel good about themselves. They do a bit of exercise, but they sneak treats and it's about feeling good about themselves. And then Ben Stiller like That's a typical over. fat person thing to do. <laughs> That's so typically fat. <laughs> no, I think that point was kind of nice. It was like, oh, the sneaky food was bad. But like, the it's okay, just, you know, it's okay to be who you are. And it's not, and then Ben Stiller comes in and he's like, he's like proto- um, He's the mean one. He's like, you got to run and only eat salads. And it's like, he's nasty. Yeah, I don't think this movie would hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking, there was a film, and I, I, I think it's problematic in, in its name, but it was called... Everything um, before, ni- before 2016 is problematic, we've learned from this podcast. Yeah. So don't yeah. stress. Um, but it was called Indian in the Cupboard. Did you? Oh, yes. Yeah. And you close the door and you lock it and or you open it and then the little creature the 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 little little figurine comes alive or something. And in the in the trailer he goes, Will you be here when the sun rises? And then that little boy, little cunt goes one more time or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then in the sequel they go he go the kid goes into the cupboard, into the There's a sequel? Yeah, and I think it was one of those ones where it's like I remember that film and then I remember the sequel was one of those ones where it like escalated in a really cool way because it was like the flip, like he goes into the cupboard or something. I want to watch it. I'm, I'm interested yeah. in, the, in the sequel. I want to see what happens when he gets in that cupboard. I'm a huge fan of like um, when a movie does a thing and then the sequel actually does something new. It's like, like, well, this one was about them coming out of the cupboard. This one's about going. And then they do a third one where they're like, a bit of both. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, <laughs> like uh, uh, Austin Powers does that like real bad. Mm. It's like, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. the first one's like he goes in, into the future. And then the second one's like, now he's going back to the past. And then the third one's like, he goes to the seventies for a bit. And then he comes back and then, <laughs> <laughs> it's like prison break thing as well. It's like in the first season they're in prison. In the second season they've broken out. This show's done really well and we need to do a third season. <laughs> oh, back in prison they go. Back to prison. <laughs> back to prison. Back they go. Terminator. Um, Terminator's the ultimate as well. It's like um, Terminator is the ultimate bad guy. Terminator 2, now he's the good guy and there's a liquid metal guy. Terminator 3. Um, he's mostly the good guy, but then he gets reprogrammed to be the bad guy for a bit. And also there's a liquid person, but the liquid person has a skeleton, which I think is worse than the liquid person. (laughs) 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 Just like uh, movies where there should only be two is my favourite thing. (laughs) Um, Legwistama ratings for walking with dinosaurs. Um, Do you guys mind if I go first? I'd love for you to go first. Thank you. I'm going to give this four and a half Legwistamos. Now it's, yeah. Now my reasoning is, is that firstly I was incredibly entertained, but so much about this film didn't work. And the, the incorporation of John Leguizamo's voice work was the only thing that kind of made their weird concept work. That's why to me, when I say he, I don't think he saved the film because visually it was beautiful and like whatever, but all the weird shit they put into this film that they thought would work that didn't, John Leguizamo was the best of that weird shit. 
That's yes. why I'm giving it. That's why I'm giving it four and a half. It's not five, but four and a half. And also, John is an incredible voice actor, and this might be uh, one of my favourite voices that he's done. I really enjoyed it. It was really like a lovable, wholesome kind of thing. I reckon you know? it was a lot of fun for him. I reckon they just played some footage of the film and they were like, uh, whatever you want to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some footage of a bird. Uh, have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it gets four and a half Leguistamos from me. Wow, that's um, a great Leguistamo score, Mish. And just as a reminder, Honor, Leguistamos isn't like what you, how good you thought the film was. It's how leguizamo it was. Got it. Zach, um, your turn? I've got to give it, I think I've got to give it three and a half Leguistamos. Um, mm. This is a great moment where uh, I'm going to say the same things as you but as negatives. I thought he did a wonderful job. I thought he was really, really good. But the whole time I was like, I thought he did really well with an assignment he never should have gotten because I think the film would have been a lot better without any voiceover. Like the whole film was meant to not have voiceover. It was all visual things. And there were times where like they'd have the visual of a sunrise and then his bird character would be like, sun, the sun rose. (laughs) 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 So I thought he did a very good job. But um, it loses points because it's like I hate to see a wasted Leguizamo and, mm-hmm. and I think that I think he was great considering his constraints. That's why it gets three and a half. But the movie would have been better if he wasn't in it, but not his fault. The, the, but I would have never watched the movie if he wasn't in it because of the, so then that gives it the half star. So, so that's my journey. <laughs> Thanks for that. That was beautiful. On a wolf. I'm going to give it five Leguistamos. Wow. Fuck yeah. Wow. Fuck yeah, Anna. Wow. Because perfect breakfast movie. Waking up <laughs> so good. I had a wonderful morning because of this film. It made me, it didn't make me think, but oh, it made me think a little bit because I was like, what the fuck is this? But it also, he genuinely <laughs> made me laugh. I would say three and a half times. And <laughs> Which is really good when you watch it. That's actually very good. That's a really good, yeah. It, it, it is though because it wasn't like, you know, it was the way he delivered his lines. I'm like yelling and this might be bad. But um, the way he delivered That's his fun. lines is they were, it was, he did a, such a good job. I loved how that bird, char- I kind of loved the, the, uh, the character of that bird that it was invested but not invested. I love that he told a story without a story actually, that story actually being there. Colours were fun. He was great. And I just want to thank you guys for inviting me on this podcast because I'm really glad I watched that movie, even though it was really average and bad, but mm. it was very entertaining. And that's all mm. I need right now. Thank you for your five Leguistamos on us. Oh, you're welcome. What a throwdown. Yeah. Yeah, I um, love that. I love that so much. I was a little worried that we'd done the trilogy thing to you because Mish had said it was good because of his part. And I said, it gets a low score because of his part. And I was like, how do you do a three to that? And the twist is a five Leguistamo. You fucking. <laughs> yeah. Hit the nail out of the park right there. So good. Hit we thought, the nail out of the park. I've definitely mixed metaphors there. I thought you were about to come in with an Alien 3. I thought you were about to come in with a Terminator 3. And no, you came in with a Back to the Future Part 3. Congratulations, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well done, Anna. 
Thank you so much for joining us on it. If people want to find you, uh, you also have a podcast, which is pretty cool. So yeah. why don't you promote all of your shit right now? Uh, yeah. Um, so I live at 29. Um, don't do that. <laughs> oh, I, don't do that. Um, yeah. So I have a podcast called Sex and the Sex in the Sex, which is a Sex in the City podcast that Jordan and I then we made when we were 20. And we did it like every five months. And then we redid it with um, Irvi Majumda. Um, in this last couple of years, for these last couple of years. It's really fun and great. It's We're so really funny. dry and it's very, um, it's more like if you're doing the dishes and you want to listen to three uh, dry but shrill women talk. Um, Fuck so, yeah. Yeah, it's actually, it's a lot of fun. Um, I also, yeah, find us at Hot Department um, for uh, on Instagram and TikTok. You can email us at hotdepartment at gmail.com <laughs> and you can also email sex in the city, uh, the sex and the sex and the sex at gmail.com. Also, follow me on Instagram because Pat has way more Instagram followers than me because he always does fucking hot photos. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, so follow me. Dun, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Let me, I am not Let me speak. Um, and uh, that's what that is. <laughs> Thanks so much, Abby. Great. Um, I hope everyone. I hope no, everyone no. who listens to this emails your sex and the sex and the sex podcast. Can I, I hope say, they email you? Please, I brought I in the I music want. there. I brought in the music there, not because you were going too long, but the speed up definitely had like Oscar's speech marks. <laughs> <laughs> Just there was such a like. Oh, and also, and all like the way you were speeding up, I definitely felt like you were like. You were the, you just, you like really, this was your moment. You, you're so proud of your short film winning the Oscar. <laughs> I was just petrified that you were going to dox yourself. Uh, I, I was. I want Do you know what? Yeah. You'd be surprised how much that, that giving away your email is going to fuck it, fuck you up one day. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I need some excitement. Uh, thank you. So what should we ask? What should we ask Tom to close this episode out with? What music? Oh, are you talking um, to me? Um, yeah, uh, I'm talking to both of you. Maybe. Oh, no, you choose. You choose. I want him to write a song um, okay. with music <laughs> to me singing this. Nighttime in winter, a little baby seal, dreaming and dreaming, what can he feel? Nighttime okay. in winter, a little baby seal, drip, 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 drip. Trip. <laughs> so that's something like that. That'd be great. Okay, yeah. We were Thank thinking you, more Tom. like dinosaur sounds or something, but that's good, Tom. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Compose Tom. an original track using that yeah. audio clip. Tom, we are grossly underpaying you, but off off your pop. Make and it Tom, like if you want to do that, if you want to embrace the challenge, we're gonna finish up now with whatever that was. This is now over <laughs> to to a song written by Tom using honours audio. But if Tom's in a rush and, and can't be bothered considering we don't pay him much, uh, take us out, sounds of dinosaurs roaring. <laughs> You'll find out when we find out. Thanks, Honour. Thanks, Honour. You're welcome. Nighttime in winter, a little baby seal Dreaming and dreaming, what can he feel? Nighttime and wind, <laughs> a little baby seal. Drip, 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 drip. Nighttime and winter, a little baby seal. Dreaming and dreaming, what can he feel? 
nighttime and winds. <laughs> a little baby seal. Drip, drip, drip. Drip, drip, drip. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.